Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Styers, and I'm here with my sidekick, Brad. We're here to talk love and relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. And uh, we are here today. Uh, also, we've got Tommy, who is our producer, and uh, he's going to chime in for us today because we're going to be talking about first dates. And uh, Tommy's a millennial, so he has a lot he can add. Well, for the most right? part, yeah. I'm going to try to as much as I can. Okay. Well, we're going to be asking you. We're putting you on the spot today. So, get, right. so get ready. Okay. So we, we have uh, gone back and forth on this topic. There's so much to talk about in regards to a first date. I want to say it was last week we were talking about how people don't necessarily put, um, they try to impress somebody on the first date versus showing up authentically. So we kind of talked about the energy of the first date, which the we'll facade. talk about again. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, we can break it down. Where do people go on a first date? Because I'm very particular about this. Oh my my God, clients no know idea. that as a matchmaker, the first date, the setting of the first date, where we go, where we choose, it's very important because it can do a lot of the work for you. Uh, you know, it's the setting of someplace can do a lot of the work for you. If uh, if you're looking to create a scenario or uh, an environment of maybe romance or something sexy, you have to choose the right place. Uh, so hey, a first date at a bed and breakfast isn't good? <laughs> well, it depends on what you're wanting to get out exactly. of it. Apparently. I, mean, I'm just, I would just like to get to the point where I could have a first date. Because, I mean, you know, we've had a lot of podcasts on the ghosting thing. So, like, just a first date would be nice. <laughs> hey, I I actually, this is this could not be more relevant. Yesterday, I did an interview out in Cincinnati. And the topic was, I wish I could see it. It was about, uh, it was about first impressions uh, with dating. And it talked about the fact that people always show up to a first date and they'll lie on a first date to impress somebody. Well, the research is fascinating. On so this, this was a study. This was a study done. And so a and certain it was percentage of them yes. actually lie. That's that's kind of what it concluded. That, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, it's it's a lot better than that. Oh, man. It, it actually, this is really interesting. I probably shouldn't be revealing this uh, because it could cause people to be deceptive deceptive when it comes to dating. Sounds like um, they already are. Base well, yes, from a from a standpoint of making themselves, you know, look they, everybody yeah, yeah. wants to impress yeah, somebody yeah. and put their best foot forward. But this I'm not going to read that this there's so much to the uh to the study, but basically what the study did is it said they showed stimulus to people, right? Not pornography or anything like that, but like maybe sexy pictures of women in bathing suits to men before a date. Uh you know, uh, you know, hunky men to women. And what they found was if somebody was stimulated like that before the date, before they met somebody new, they were more apt to be attracted to that person and try to impress them to get them. 
Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So you should text a few sexy fireman pictures to your date before you go on them? Maybe. Well, to get her, I mean, to get her. No, that's exactly what I we mean, were talking about. I mean, isn't that crazy? About. Like, that's what the study It stimulates like, something in the brain that starts up, starts that process. And, and people became more attractive after that. that would, they wouldn't have been attracted. People that had um, characteristics and traits that they normally didn't like, they, they, uh, they liked them. Like, even if it was political, like, they of a, something that they that they wanted to debate with somebody that they normally would debate, they would be more in agreement with them. That's so fascinating. You should probably put that, that up on your social media. I did that, put it up, but it was kind of hidden that. in the other stuff. It's, That's fascinating. It is pretty fascinating stuff. I will agree that it does work. Oh, oh. Well, do, do reveal, Young Tommy. millennial. I did not even know there Better was. One. A, I no, I did not even know that there was a study concerning that. <laughs> sure, but, you didn't. But let's no, hear. I actually no, I actually didn't. But <laughs> that's why I kind of said whoops earlier because uh, the day before that I was going to go on that date, as uh, that I was able to luckily land. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to describe it was that I was at a Halloween party. It was a Halloween slash birthday party for one of my friends. I was dressed up to the nine. I had a, uh, I had a, like a night, uh, not a, yeah, 19th century kind of overcoat, a vest, button down, black pants, nice look, top hat. I was going to ask if you had anything under that coat. I did. Yeah. Easy. (laughs) I was going to a Halloween, uh, a Halloween party. I wasn't just going to be like a trench coat. You could have been a flasher. No, 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 that's not me. That's not me. No, no. Okay, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, but after that party was, because during that entire process, I was talking to the girl who I had a date with the next day, so I wasn't able to get too crazy because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be just hung over during the date. But uh, I confirmed the date. We got everything, uh, got an entire idea. I was asking friends kind of at the party of, like, what's a good way to do a first date? Like, I definitely didn't want to go the route of coffee. Mm-hmm. I kind of meandered a little bit of drinks. I just kind of like going to a bar, but my friends were like, no, if you're going to do something like that, you should take her to like a wine bar or something a little bit more classy than just a regular bar. And they gave me some names. I tossed out some stuff, but we ended up going to Niwa. Uh, Come that end of the night, I had a few drinks in me. I was feeling good. I looked amazing as always. You didn't start sending her nudies, did you? No, I did not. Now the flasher (laughs) comes in. No, I did not. No, I did not. However... I did have to take off that costume at some point. It was not a nude, but I did have my clothes partially off. But I looked great in that picture, so I used it, and it got a pretty decent like about it. So it does work. So, On a first so date, before a first date. Before a first date, yeah. Your, did you your know date her? was excited to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that... Uh, if I did that, you would hang me why from would the I hang rafters. You? What? Oh, you can't send a picture like that before a first date. Sure you could. Oh, my gosh. Sure you could. Who's just sitting next to me in the love It's not podcast? a nudie. I mean, you're not like yeah. sending a picture of your package or something. I'm gonna, I'll do the funny it was, thing. It was just a sexy picture of him. My shirt was before un... Before a first date? Sure. Dude, wow. my shirt was unbuttoned. My pants were just slightly down. No, nothing deal. It's right. more of a tease, right. and it works. I just feel you like can be tasteful that, about it. Be, yes, you, you can. Would be on my tail about that. <laughs> just, well, look at you look did at what, like, Brad? <laughs> look at people who just kind of like uh, not lingerie ask, but there are like stuff that you can wear that 
kind of un, kind of pronounces your feature if you send it. It doesn't have to be like lingerie. It doesn't have to be just broad panties. You can have something nice looking and it makes you look great. Well, here we go. So, uh, you know, thank you because it at least opened up a conversation for how much should you give somebody before a first date. And, you know, I had a, I had a client that had, he wasn't able to meet somebody for like a week and he kept sending pictures to her like a bunch of selfies and different pictures of I'm here and I'm here doing this. And she just completely canceled the day. She's like, I don't, I don't want to know that much about him. I don't want to see that much of him. Yeah. You're always telling, you're always saying man of mystery. Yeah. You want to be a little mysterious. I think one picture that's tasteful and sexy is fine. Not too sexy ladies. You didn't hear that. Not too sexy, but, um, but I think that gets them excited or gets them, you know, excited about the date, not excited about the date. I'm looking forward to seeing you. That's fine. But not too much information beforehand. And, uh, and, you know, based on like phone conversations, like sometimes people want to talk on the phone before a first date. So maybe they connect online or whatever, and they want to talk. Don't spend too much time on the phone because, some people have a really great phone personality and some people don't. And I can tell you, I can't, well, I can tell you how many times people have been turned off by just talking to somebody on the phone. They don't want to meet them after that. Yeah. And they'd be great if they met them in person, but you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. How much yeah. information you're getting. You surprised me with the picture thing. I did? You did. It's Okay. Hey, I'm learning every day. Are you stocking up sexy pictures of yourself on your phone um, that no, you can send off before no, first dates? There's, date? <laughs> there's none of that going. I on. had several drinks in me. Let me be fair. I had several drinks in me, and I was not of my sober no, mind. He's just saying that. Well, so how, okay, so um, first date. So we were talking. I think it was last week about the fact that people put their best foot forward, and they're not always presenting their authentic self on a first date, which is wrong. I think you should try to look your best and be on your best behavior, but I don't think you should try to be anybody you're not. And, uh, you know, and, and it needs to be a very authentic process. Well, when I hear you say stuff like that and, and you've, you've had conversations with people who, you know, are putting a facade up, if you will, I don't understand what the concept is with that because they, what's going to happen in three months, four months, five months, six months, eventually your true self is going to show right. and the other person is going to be like, who the hell Who are, are you? you? You hear that well, all the you time. You hear that all the time. Who's this woman that I've been going out with? And like, to me, you want to put your authentic self right out there and say, this is me. And I want you to love me or like me or want to be around me for me. But at the same time, yeah. you know, there is a limited amount of information. For example, um, if you had a rough childhood if your marriage was, um, you know, maybe filled with drama or some crazy circumstance, limited information on a first date, even though you don't want to withhold it, but I think limited information would be better without going into the whole story. Because I think you you never get a second chance to make a first impression. We've talked, you know, I mean, obviously the, the oldest. We well, don't want to look book. crazy. Yeah. You know. And somebody is more likely to um, understand a story or a circumstance if they know you a little bit better after that. So it's not about hiding things, but it is about um, being careful about how much you're disclosing. And I hear this from a lot of guys, Brad, where guys will say that women will just dump on them on a first date, emotionally just start dumping yeah, that's about their marriage flag. or their their previous marriage or their dating yeah. things, right? Yeah, I've, had, I've had experience. 
Yeah. And it is, it's not, it's not a fun experience. Right. Nobody you know? wants a jaded woman or man. Well, you just don't, it's not the right time to hear all that stuff. It, well, you know, it's just not. It's not. It's, it's we're, not. We're getting to know each other. We're, this is the fun part. And we're, it shouldn't be an be, interview either. Like I think. I've yeah, heard you get this on me too. about that. Yeah. You get on me about, but I, I just, and that's not the right term. I, I it's interview is not the right term, but I think it is a process of, them asking questions, you asking questions. You know, one of the things you've always said and 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 taught me is, you know, as a as a man dating a woman, ask about their family, ask about their father, and you know. But it's it's conversational. It's right. not like you have a list that you pull out under the table. It's a conversation piece. When they say, "Oh yeah, I was really close to my family growing up." Oh well, tell me about them. You know, what, how's your dad? And what are they still married? And you know, do you have siblings? You know, it's conversational. Right. And it, and, and it, I mean, it can lead in many different directions if you don't have an agenda. Um, it's funny, I just had this conversation with one of my clients last night about, you know, how much information do we get from people and how does that conversation flow? Because if somebody feels like they're, you know, they're being interviewed and not listened to, because there's one thing about listening and then there's nothing like you're actually hearing what somebody's saying and it's conversational. Correct. A first date is about a connection. And if you can't make that connection on that first date, that emotional, spiritual, what a physical connection with somebody, they're not going to want to go out with you again. So no, I agree. And what I've always felt, though, is, is that if the connection is there, the conversation will flow. It just kind of happens, right? It just kind of happens naturally that you guys are just kind of talking. And, and, and subjects come up and subjects go away and other subjects come up and then something off the wall goes over here and you start talking about that and then you're back around over Which here. is the best way so, it should be. That's, yeah, how, that's be how it should be. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I do think I do think there, and, and I've said this on a previous podcast, one of your friends or whatever, I do think there's some real, uh, there are some specific things as a man that if you can gather from a first date is very helpful for a second date. So like I always have fun with it and say, okay, this is our speed round. We're going to have 10 questions in 10 seconds, but it's dating related. So it's like, what's your favorite flower? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite music? I would what's run. Your favorite that's Mexican so, that's food? so cheesy to me. It is. It's supposed to be cheesy. It's funny. It works. But then I walk away from that date with ha, knowing, wait. Your, wait a minute, with knowing your favorite flower, your favorite color, your favorite food. So guess where we're going on a second date, your favorite place to eat or your favorite food type. I'm going to bring the flower in your favorite color. Uh, all the things that you walk away with, but you make it fun. So it doesn't seem like an interview. You know, um, and I always ask them, you guys can speed around me, right? So ask me, you know, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite, you know, vacation spots? You know, here's, here's something that I hear people say all the time. And I hear it equally men and women where they say, I, I asked them all kinds of questions and they didn't ask me anything. So I know everything about them, but they don't know anything about me. So I think that conversation needs to be equal. It has you know, to be you a dialogue. Yeah, you need to give a woman or a man the opportunity to respond and come up with their conversation. And I do hear this from guys because they feel this pressure to keep the conversation going on a date. Don't, you know, let there be silence and let a woman, you know, let a woman step up to the plate sometimes too, uh, because, you know, that, that, that's just important to not feel that pressure that you have to perform on a date like that all here's, the time. Here's a perfect example. Silence is very powerful. Watch this. You feel awkward, don't you? 
No, not at all. Okay. You were supposed to. I was just waiting. I was just waiting for you to talk. I was like, whoever speaks first loses. But it does in a date situation. (laughs) It does. That's so spot on with what you're saying, because in a dating situation, when you're out with someone and it gets quiet, it gets a little edgy and someone's going to, and it's, it's good because then she can open up the conversation as well or him, whichever way it goes. Right. But it's I so think nice, it's though, tool. if you meet somebody and you don't have those lulls in conversation, you're that comfortable with somebody. People get way too nervous on a first date. They put way too much pressure on themselves. And it's just a meeting with a new friend. If you put all kinds of expectations that you need to fall in love, they need to like you, you need to be sexy for you're them, just each other. you want them to be attracted to you. For the love of God, where's your mind going to be? You know what I mean? You're not present, right? No, you're too worried about all this other stuff that hadn't happened and yet. And then there's, yeah, then there's going to be no connection because you're not actually with that person. And connection can only happen when you're connected to somebody. Correct. Yeah. All right. So you've talked about a little bit about the date itself and a little bit about how to get there. So why don't you talk about, you know, first date locations? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on, because you get on me because I'm a big, let's go have drinks. Yeah, right? so and I don't. And then maybe dinner after, if it's if if you feel a connection and I feel a connection, we'll do dinner. So, uh, so, uh, I know you hate coffee dates. Annoy me. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's go have a drink, and if there's a connect, well, you would know if there's a that. connection in three minutes or five minutes or ten minutes or fifteen minutes. You know, a, a connection takes, and it's it's research. It takes about an hour to make a connection with somebody. You're not going to get that over a, a silly little cup of coffee. Plus, it's such a easy break. Like, let's go have a cup of coffee or a drink, and then I can run if I'm if I don't like you or if if you don't meet my standards immediately, I can leave. And people do, you know, they don't give somebody a chance. Whereas if you sat down, had dinner, um, or an appetizer or something, and had a conversation with somebody, you'd at least get to know them a little bit, you know, versus just committing to a cup of coffee because you're only worth 15 minutes of my time, is what you're saying. No, I understand the cup of coffee thing. I don't I don't understand your hang up with drinks and dinner because I usually categorize it as that. Would you like to meet for drinks and dinner? So you meet drinks little, and dinner. You meet fine. a little drink. early and have a drink. Let's have dinner. Let's meet for drinks ahead Relax of time. If I'll meet you at the bar. Yeah, that's dinner, fine. And then have dinner. But again, somebody that just wants to meet you for a drink. How many people and I'm, I have heard this a million times. They go out to a date and they meet somebody for a drink, and then he or she takes off and goes to meet somebody else for their dinner date. Sure. So they've got multiple dates set up, yeah. and it happens. Or they go um, to the bathroom and don't come back. <laughs> well, you know, I hear that. I've heard, heard that, that happen. You've heard that. But that's because a person, maybe it's an online dating situation, and they showed up, and they're not who they said they were. Oh, so weird. maybe they put a picture up that was 40 years old or something. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, which don't do that. You know what? They're going to figure it out in a second and they're either going to be kind enough to sit through and be irritated and ticked off that you, you know, betray, not betrayed them. But well, you, it is sort of, I mean, you, it, it's a pretty tough word, but it, there is a concept of betrayal there because you are fooling people. Yeah. So, um, just deception. It's just yeah, deception. It's deceptive. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so I do think on a first date. That location is important. And since we are nationwide, we can't really just name restaurants here locally that I like, but I usually will give people uh, some suggestions of places. So if you're, if you want a connection with somebody, you either need to find a romantic restaurant or something sexy, find an environment that works for you. So you don't have to do all the work. A little atmosphere. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking in the studio at this guitar. How great would it be to be at a restaurant where somebody's playing the guitar and singing? You have a little bit of ambiance going on, right? So if there is a, a lull in the conversation, you've got music, you've got people, you've got all kinds of things, you know, around you that are keeping, you know, this person, the other person occupied as well as yourself, right? Well, there's plenty of spots like that. I mean, there's, it's there's, all different types of venues, right? Absolutely. So. But, but especially if you're somebody that gets nervous on a first date or is a little shy, make sure you pick a restaurant that has something going on. Not too loud, right? Like Not hooters. too loud that you, who exactly Hooters, oh, Twin okay. Peaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so where something's going on, but you can still hear each other talk. So you don't want to be in a noisy bar or a noisy restaurant. But if there's a restaurant that maybe has a piano player, and, you know, you have some ambiance there working for you. I think lighting's really important. Uh, it's got to have a little romantic yeah. flair to it. Hey, and I hate to say this, but I am a woman. And there are places I will not. <laughs> no, I, I, there's places as a woman that I won't. I don't even like to go with my girlfriends because I'll look across the table and I'll be like, "Woo, you got bags under your eyes. Like there's lighting. Oh. Some, of these, <laughs> some of these new lights that they put in. I don't know what kind Say of Say no to LED. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> Why people put them in fitting rooms, I'll never understand. I'm like, I'm not buying anything here. Change your lights. <laughs> anyway, um, but but it's the same in restaurants. You want to go to the restaurant, make sure the lighting's good. Go sit there, have have dinner, look at, you know, look at, go with somebody, look at them. How's the lighting? If, it, if the lighting's bad, don't go there on a first date if you're going to look 10 years older than you are. Okay. So I got a question for you because in business, you're supposed to have your spot. Okay. Your spot as a businessman, when you take clients or something oh, got it. and you walk in and the manager's like, Hey Brad, great to see you again. Oh gosh, Welcome in guys. Talk okay. about this. Mm -hmm. Well, it is it's from a business. I'm saying business, right? Do you recommend as a, as your guy clients to have a spot like that where they know that service is going to be good. They're going to be treated well. They're going to be taken care of. They're going to have the good table. You know, people are going to know. I think them. it depends on where it is. So if it's some sure. cheesy bar well, I mean, uh, yeah, and they know I, the bartenders, you're like, I'm out. Right? right. So it really depends on the location. There was a guy, this was years ago, Brad, you'll get a kick out of this. He actually paid the valet extra and the manager extra. He tipped him. So that when, and he would call him ahead of time to tell him what his date's name was. And he would, he would, they would say, oh, this must be Amanda. You told us about her. Oh yeah. He pay him extra to, to do all this stuff for him to impress his dates. Now, see, that's a douche move, but if yeah. it happens naturally, uh -huh. are you, are you saying that shouldn't like, I think naturally it's kind of a neat thing. If you say, Hey, I'm bringing my special girl up tomorrow night and I want a little special treatment and what can you guys do for me? I'm there a lot with my clients or, and the manager says, absolutely, Mr. Basenka, we'll take care of you right away. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, in fact, I've done that in the past where I've gone to a manager and said, Hey, I'm bringing my special girl in and what can we do? You know, can I have this table over here? Can we bring out a little cake or something? You know, you know, if I bring you something or flowers. Uh, and you know what? I am sure I'm, and I'm just, cause I can't speak for all women. I am sure there's a lot of women that would love that and be impressed by that and think that's great. And I have definitely been out with guys that, you know, the owners have come up and had long conversations, sat down with us. You know, they clearly are a regular patron and they know each other personally. I'm not impressed. But other than that, that's all it is. That's it. I'm okay. not it. But that's, that's what I was that's, asking. That's personally me because I don't like people that name drop. 
and I don't like, t- I don't, I don't want that. Tommy's shaking his head. Yeah, I that's why I, I wanted you to go through it because I think it's, in, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that do that stuff. That, that personally doesn't impress me. You impress me in this date supposed to be about us. I don't care who you know and what special treatment we're going to get here. Um, I just, I want you to impress me, not that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here we go. That's a, that was a big kind of thing uh, about previous date because we of course have our mutual friend, DeAndre Simmons, Mama D and all them. Uh, the girl who I went on a date with loved watching housewives across the board. So it's really kind of like stepping on eggshells. Cause I didn't want to bring up that I was working alongside as their producer and the audio engineer. It's, I, that's just not me. I don't name drop for multiple reasons. A, business-wise, it's not a good practice. It's not a good practice. It's not. B, that makes me look like a complete douche because I'm name-dropping people that I know to try to impress you. That's right. not me. That's good right. for you. That's right. So Okay, so here we go. What about activity spots for first date? So you take somebody bowling, you go to a top golf thing, you go, what, what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff? Because I always thought those were a blast. God, I just want to But is that a second date place? You know, I so here's because it certainly breaks the ice because there's, I think it depends on the person, Brad. Okay. So so for you, like you have a really fun personality and you're going to shot, you could get to know somebody in that environment with no problem. And I could get you to know, know somebody you, at a bus stop. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> so it's not going to affect you to take somebody to a first date like top golf thing, because you're still gonna get to know them. So it depends on you. If you're the type of person that isn't great at conversation, you might find it hard to have a conversation and do top golf or bowling. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's right. So it really depends. Sensory overload. Yeah. But but now having said this, I have some people that uh, get nervous on first dates and they don't show themselves as being the fun people that they are. So my advice to somebody like that would be let the venue be the fun. That's for right. You. Let them let it break that ice. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So great. So yeah. So take your girl to a Chippendale show. <laughs> well, you just said pictures. I know. I you know. Just said pictures. Um, no, I was just joking. Um, but but like a uh, sporting event might be fun. You're not going to get too much of a chance to talk, but at least you've broken the ice and you've gotten to know that person a little bit without too much pressure on the conversation. You've shown her a good time. She's more likely to go out with you again. And you're already more comfortable, so maybe you would be more comfortable in the second. Okay, so let's go through the do not list. I'm guessing concert, movie, because there's no conversation in those, right? How are you going to get to know somebody if you're sitting in a two-hour movie? I think a movie's a bad date. That's just me, unless there's a dinner beforehand. Yeah. Right? Unless there's dinner before him. Well, there's got to be some type. I mean, I'm yeah. trying to get to know you. <laughs> before we just sit next Here, to each other in popcorn silence. popcorn or yeah. not? <laughs> I love concerts date. I love concert dates. I think first date, first date, I think a little dinner beforehand, uh, just a little short dinner beforehand. And I think a concert is awesome because it is a, it is a stimulus, you know, depending on you've made a valid, you made a really good point. You said a dinner before. Yeah. I'm talking about if someone just says something simple. Yeah. Well, that's the whole fun about a concert is, Mm -hmm. you know, especially, and again, we're nationwide. So there's venues all over the place, but most places that have concerts, there's stuff around there. So you can meet there have a little dinner or drinks and then go to the concert. You know, it's funny. I a long time ago, I put up a post, and it was women. Would you rather go out to a five star steak restaurant and it, or and it had a picture of this woman and man on a blanket, you know, having a picnic, 
right? Um, on a first date. So most of the women, like really like 95% of the women chose the picnic. I love picnic dates. I know. Because it shows, it gets, it, 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 it gives the male or the man the opportunity to kind of showcase, Hey, I'm going to put some thought into this, but, but see, we're back to my it's 10 so questions. What's your favorite going. food? Your what do you like? White or red wine? Your, what are your cheeses? What? Yeah. So you get to you know somebody. You got your shoes and, off. Yeah. Right? You're just, you're, you're just relaxed. Chilled. You're relaxed. Yeah. Back to your point about. People being nervous and trying to Tommy's worry about eyes all this light stuff. Up. Tommy's like, I'm going on a picnic date next. Well, it showcases that you can also cook if you want to impress them. If you're a really good cook, That's you can right. also you're make a, good a dish. Cook. Tommy's a good cook. Did you know that? I did. But see, you get on me though when I invite someone over to cook them dinner, or if I go to their house and cook dinner. You don't like that. Well, I mean, there's a difference between doing it as a first date and. Oh, I don't say no, no, no. That's, I never do that on a first date. Oh, okay, but like a third or fourth date, there's a lot. There's been a lot of occurrences where I said, "Well, you know, it's been a long week or whatever. How about I come over and I cook you dinner with a bottle of red wine, and she can sit and put her feet up, and I cook dinner." So, I think it depends on the woman. Well, and the connection, and I mean, yeah. I, I get all that, but I'm just saying that I think there's some times where most there's some feedback that says, oh gosh, I would never do that. But see, Brad, that is who you are. So you, that would be probably something more imperative for you to test a woman with initially to test see her. if she, yes, to see if, to see if like third or fourth day. I feel like I should see, be laying on the couch right now. Pull out yeah. that multiple choice to answers. See, <laughs> to see if that's something that she would consider. You know, some women only want to go to nice restaurants and they want to be formally courted and that would be out of the question initially to go to your house because they'd feel well, pressure I, I, for se sex. Well, you know what I mean? Well, and I don't usually do it at my house. I usually say, would you, you know, because I've already picked her up. Is we're on third or fourth, fifth date, whatever it is. So I kind of know where she lives already. But it's always like, hey, I'd love to come in and cook you dinner one night. Yeah, let's do it. Most, most of the time they say yes. But it's, I don't do it on the second date. So I would never do that. So here's me. So I love to cook. Prude. No, no. Here's here's why. Here's why. Because I don't want to show a man around my kitchen. Like, where's this and where's this and where's this? I'll go to your house and let you cook, but you're not going to rummage around my kitchen and try no, to find see, crap. Most of the time, I'll bring the stuff. Oh, got it. See, I've yeah. already thought about that. That's good because that's a that's like, do you have this? No, I don't have this. What if they don't? You know, no, I bring yeah. everything. Like, I mean, well, Tommy's everything. a cook, so you get it. Yeah. Like you, you know, there's yeah, I'm a with lot Brad. Of stuff that if, if I'm going to go over there, I'm going to make sure I have everything I need. Yeah. Got it. I don't want to. The whole point is that she doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah. So I am constantly giving women advice on love, and I am blessed here to be able to give women advice on uh, something of a more personal nature. Uh, one of our uh, sponsors here at Loveability is a company called Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E, and they are a women razor company. Uh, I actually got the razors in the mail, and they are amazing. They have a little magnet that you can uh, attach the razor onto your shower, so it's uh, it's easy to grab when you need it. But I want to tell you, this is something that I think is so important for women because we have a lot more to shave than a guy. I'm, I'm sure there's guys that shave their whole bodies, these bodybuilders and stuff. But women in general, like I'm shaving every day. Um, I know there are some women that in the wintertime, they don't shave their legs. Shame on you. But this company actually delivers the razors to your door for no shipping cost. It's free shipping. And these are razors that are made just for women. They're actually um, half the price of what you buy in the store. 
uh, and they send you a starter kit. It has two razor cartridges, the little handle, uh, and the magic magnetic holder that goes in the shower. And it's so easy. Like you literally peel off the little tape strip and stick it right onto your shower. Uh, so it's only $9 and you get uh, refill blades and you can get them monthly. You can get them bi-monthly, just whatever, however you use, uh, however you use them. They actually have five blades and around the blade, I appreciate this. They actually have uh, aloe uh, soap. Um, so it actually just makes for a really smooth shave. I have not used the razor yet, but I get to use it tomorrow and I will let you know just how much I enjoy it. But they are an Allure beauty winner. That's something I always look for on products. And they also won the Nylons Beauty Hit List. And I am, I'm very thrilled about this because I do shave every day. And I do it fast so I can chop myself up. So I'm super excited about the aloe soap blades uh, that are going to keep me safe and not cut up. Uh, if you go to mybilly.com slash lovability and you get 10% off your razor, uh, it's a small way you can support us um, while also getting your best razor you'll, you'll get for half the price of the razors in the store. Plus the shipping is free. Uh, so it's a limited time special offer. You want to go now, save 10% off your razor. Go to billy.com slash loveability. And that's M my Billy, M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash lovability. So thanks for supporting us. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, thank you, Billy, for supporting us also. So we've done first locations. We've done conversation. We've done all these stations. What about what you wear? Okay, let's get into first date fashion. Huh. Well, um, the, you know what? Nobody's ever asked me that before. So, uh, but it's important. You and I have talked about it. Like, and you can't let the venue determine, right? It, to, to some point, well, if you're going, yeah. I mean, to some point, you can't walk into a nice restaurant and flip flops and shorts. I get that. But what I'm saying is, is that you also have said very eloquently, you also got to be yourself. And most of us showcase kind of who we are, first impressions, kind of by the way we look, how we dress. And some people pay very close attention to what you're wearing. So, you know, okay, so you question. definitely need to, you know. I hear women look at men's shoes. Is well, that true? That's for a different reason. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't stop it. <laughs> I'm glad I have size 12. <laughs> it reminded me of Deandra the other day. <laughs> yep. So, um, so uh, but, yeah, well, women look at shoes, but they look at everything. They look at how it's all put together. They look at whether it's wrinkled or or pressed, or, you know, details, belts, you know, just women look at a little bit of everything. Women notice, women notice. And it's important if like, for example, like I love clothes, I'm surprised, which I'm sure a lot of women do. I love clothes. So if a man is not dressed well, that would be a, that would be a major deal breaker for me. I'm going to notice, I'm going to notice the guy that's dressed really well. And I'm going to appreciate that he took the time and the effort to to look that way. So, so do you get that question from guys more in your client base and stuff? Like, what do you, what do you think I should wear, Jen? We're going no, here. And interestingly enough, my guys, I've never had questions from the guys about that. My guys always show up looking great. And for some reason, the only feedback I've ever gotten is from the men as to the women. Interesting. Yep. Men well, notice, now Dallas men too. Men notice how women dress more than women notice how men dress. Dallas men too tend to be, a little, I would say, 
over-the-top dressed than underdressed. Absolutely. Is that fair? Absolutely. That's a yeah. fair statement. So. And it's okay. Better to look that way than to look like a slob. But women... There's a fine line, though. Women yeah. need to, if they haven't gone out shopping and they don't have a personal shopper, they need to to probably... If you, especially if you're getting back in the dating scene after being married or you know, out of it for a long time, you know, you want to make sure that you're current, right? Yeah. I think, and I hear that complaint from a lot of men is that women, you know, dress very matronly or old, old looking. Well, clothes it's, it's, or, it's certainly more important in the female fashion world too. I mean, guy stuff, it doesn't change a lot. Yeah. yeah. Colors, patterns, those right. things kind of change and Good little point. style and how it fits, it changes and shoe style, you know, there's jeans and but for women, your guys' stuff changes four times yeah, a year. Yeah, but don't look, <laughs> so, don't look like a nun. Don't go dress like a nun. We're all buttoned up, too creepy. buttoned up, right? Not like a nun. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. But like too buttoned up. We're too conservative. Where you're not sexy at all. Jeez, but then, sister. but then you don't want to be overly sexual because I, I, you do see that on a first date where women c- come in dressing super sexy, super short dress. You know what I mean? Overdo Stuff showing, yeah. right? And then they get ticked off that a guy makes advances. But, I mean, yeah. you showed up that way. Yeah. Yep. Right? And that's a fine That's a fine line. I mean, it's, it happens in the business world. It happens in the dating world. It's, you know, I've heard women say it. I've heard you say it, that there's a fine line of being sexy and slutty. Yes. And, and you got to play that game and you got to be sure you're playing it right. Right. You got, um, and, and and dress appropriately. But, you know, we talked about this at our podcast with the guys, the men tell all the men all said, you know, they were talking about the provocative woman and, you know, first date sex and things like that. You know, they didn't want that. The guys did not want to go out with the women that had, you know, that had sex after the first date. That, that was pretty much the kiss of death. So So regardless of how attracted you are to the guy and want to impress him on a first date, don't go there. Quickly, what would you what? sell the career woman who is leaving the office and going straight to the date? Because she's going to be in business wear. I know the easy answer is, well, you just change clothes. I get that. But in today's women's fashion, there's a lot of stuff you can do to your business suit that jazzes it up a little bit, right? I mean, right. would you tell them, would you do you advise your clients to do stuff like that and kind of jazz up the business suit or well, start over? I kind of had have not really had much of a problem with this. Um, I have had a couple clients where I've actually gone shopping with them to pick out things because they're not that that fashion isn't their thing. Right. Right. And, you know, maybe they need a little um help or advice on dressing a little sexier for a date than they normally would dress. Uh but uh yeah, I mean business women for sure, you know, bring up different blouse or or wear a sexy blouse under your suit and then you can take your jacket off throw a piece of jewelry on with it and you're good to go right so you are making a first impression you know at the end of the day you are making a first impression and it is a date yeah like you always say it's a date it's supposed to be romantic and guys don't dress like slobs and don't wear a baseball cap on your first date either i have another thing for guys coming towards uh dressing whatnot uh just not a also kind of don't dress like a slob, but also know your colors. No, because there are colors that work with you and colors that don't. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Yeah, that's funny. I was just talking to a guy about that yesterday. Who was I talking? Was it you? Were we talking about that the other day? We were. 
possibly. You and I were talking about colors because you were wearing like blue or green and we talked about your colors and staying away from red. Yeah, people do need to know their colors because some colors just completely wash them out, right? Well, that's the first thing a woman does is she sees an outfit she loves. She's like, oh, gosh, I love it so much. But the color's awful. Yeah. And they won't buy it. Yeah. And men are worse. We're worse about that because we're like, no, we look good in everything. You know, that's the way we are. So, Brad, you you always look good. Brad always dresses well. He's he's you always look good and pressed and you care about your clothes. And that I mean, that matters. Women notice. Women notice. And well, where and- are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Well, here's Brad's deal. So. Oh, and- no. Here we go again. Here's the deal. you got to get out, Brad, and meet people if you're ever going to meet somebody. So you have to. Brad's idea on the weekend is to sit in his driveway with his friend, with his neighbors and watch the football game instead of coming out somewhere to watch a game somewhere. And I try to encourage you. And I encourage everybody that is looking for love. I feel like I'm being lectured. Get out of your safe, comfortable environment. I do environment get out. And then when I get out, people. I get ghosted. <laughs> so At least you got, like, got a little bit of action and then you got ghosted. I didn't get any action. Well, what are you talking about? A great conversation is action. <laughs> a great connection is action. Jeez, Louis, there's it no great connection if we don't go out. What's the connection? You met somebody. See, the one time we drug you out from your house, you met somebody. Did it materialize into something long-term? No, but at least you met somebody. Well, I can do that at the grocery store, at the bank, or anywhere. I don't have to go out Are to you doing meet that somebody. The, uh, is that happening? I in meet your people t- all the time. Okay. So Finding you- love in the meat aisle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not okay. even going there. Like, I don't understand. Like, meeting people happens all the time. I didn't have to be the meat the aisle. <laughs> Yeah, well, because we're guys. <laughs> Any aisle we go down is the me dot. <laughs> so. I think we're, we're digressing here. So uh, anyway, first dates are important. Making a first impression is important, but being authentic and showing up as yourself is important too. Taking the pressure off, uh, having no expectations, keeping your standards, but managing your expectations before a first date. It's just a meeting. It's not a potential marriage proposal. Correct. You know, just, just go have fun. Just go have fun. Enjoy Meet each other's company. Person. Yeah. Relax. Have yeah. a drink. Exactly. Have a chat. Exactly. Hey, this was fun. This this worked out. Kind of, we kind I feel of went, like I need to go home kind of, and take a shower. <laughs> we kind of went ADD on it a couple of times, but we're okay. <laughs> we're back. All right. So, uh, so thanks for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for our uh, Dear Jen segment. Welcome to our Dear Jen segment. Uh, Today, I actually have a question from a gentleman, and it was nice and basic, and I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there uh, wanting the answer to this question, and he asked it specifically for women, but I think it's going to go both ways. Uh, His question is, before investing your time into a girl, how can you differentiate between the professional daters from the genuine? And it's just a great question. I think in general that, uh, that you've got... Uh, men and women out there that both are dating and uh, that are that are you may be online or or otherwise and how do you know if they're serious or not uh, and I think number one uh, when you're talking to somebody uh, it's almost like somebody that's gone to a lot of job interviews <laughs> if they seem to have all the answers down and they seem to it seems to be like a recording like they know exactly what they're going to say and they have canned answers or even canned questions for you. Um, you know, and it sounds like an interview, 
they're probably dating a lot. So uh, they might be professional daters. Uh, Also, I think availability is another thing. Uh, You know, it's one thing when somebody has, you know, a job and, and they have priorities with their, you know, family or otherwise, if, you know, like somebody's got kids. But if somebody is not available consistently on the weekends and they, you know, don't have children or they don't have their children, I think you probably would know that that is somebody that's probably, you know, dating around. Also, somebody who's unresponsive. So if you're texting or trying to call them, uh, if they are unresponsive to phone calls or text messages or take a long time or you get really short answers back, uh, I think you can pretty much uh, surmise that that's probably somebody that is dating around a lot. Uh, you know, somebody that is going to be more genuine in their dating approach, I think you'll feel more of a of an authentic connection with them when you go out with them. They're, you know, they're, they might even make a joke that they're not very good at dating uh, because they don't have a lot of practice because they're, they're not a dating machine. Uh, you know, that, that is, um, I think that's apparent in the initial connection. So, so have somebody that's a little bit awkward on a first date, uh, even though there might be uncomfortable silences at points, or there may be a little bit of awkwardness, that may be a really good sign that that person just is not a professional dater. And uh, always give that person a second date. If you enjoyed their company, but it was a little awkward or a little uncomfortable, or uh, you sense them to be a little nervous, always give that person a second date because first dates are always uh, are just always a little um, a little awkward. I keep saying that word. Uh, but anyway, so I, I feel like somebody's uh, attention, uh, the the amount of uh, of their how present they are with you and the amount of energy and time that they're willing to give you will kind of let you know their level of seriousness. So just pay attention to that. And if you're not dating around a lot, you should have a lot of time to be able to uh, pay attention to the signs that somebody else is giving you as well. So uh, less is more uh, when it comes to dating and it is more about quality, not quantity. So uh, go forward with those thoughts. And if you have a question for me, uh, you can write me at dearjen at lovegen.com. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information, or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.